All right, again, welcome Facebook. What's up, Coochie Gang? It's another episode of the monthly. Y'all know this is the broadcast that advocates for women's reproductive rights. So today, of course, the title is The Period and the Paycheck. I know that sounds taboo to some. I know that sounds, ooh, why she say it like that to some? No, ain't nothing taboo over her. I've been telling y'all that from jump. Basically, what is it that your employer does for you when you are in dire straits with your cycle? So there is a zillion women. I don't even have hard numbers. Y'all know I usually have numbers, but I know even the most in-shape fit woman has some type of issue with their reproductive system, whether they've had a baby, whether they've not had a baby. You know what I'm saying? Whether they are intimate, whether they're not intimate, it does not matter. Every woman, even if before a short time, has experienced difficulty with their cycle and where they work. I know sound far-fetched, but it happens literally daily. I've had so many women DM me, snap me, or in the like about, do you know what happened when I told them I was hurting and I needed to go home? or I was hurting and I needed to go to the hospital? Do you know they told me I couldn't even clock out? Do you know they told me that I needed to keep working? Y'all do not understand how many women have already, even before I filmed my first episode, I had so many people just, oh my God, I can relate to that. So with me, I'll just start with myself. Every job that I have ever held, with the exception of 1.5, okay? And I say 0.5 because my current employer is the 0.5. The other job, that boss was just understanding. She was a woman. She dealt with those issues. She was understanding as to what I had going on. And anytime I got sick or needed to go to the doctor, the ER, and what have you, if she wasn't taking me, she was making sure I was there, making sure I was safe, and made sure that I got home after... I was medicated with whatever to aid my reproductive issue, my endometriosis. So it should be way more common for all employers, if you ask me, to make sure a woman is covered when they have issues with their cycle or they're in pain of some sort. I mean, you're in pain, so naturally, just as a human, you would think, okay, no. You know, well, no, let this person go home. Let's help this person in any way that we can. However, it does not happen like that. In a very male-dominated corporate world, of course it's going to be neglected. And there are women that are just as bad or worse that do the same thing to other women because they don't know how to not tear a woman down in any regard. And it's sad. So, like I was saying, only a couple of my jobs have really been understanding to what I had going on with my endometri my personal endometriosis. However, the current employee that I work with, um, I was not properly shown how to file a grievance with my job if I were to get sick at work. So, to put it in a little more context, in the first four months of me working at my current employer... I was ambulanced to the hospital from my job for my endometriosis. A cyst would burst. I'd get nauseous. I would be in so much pain, double over, literally damn near in fetal position at my desk. 
because I was in so much pain. They keep it like a meat locker in there. It's always cold and freezing anyway. So I'm just cramped up. And at first, I didn't even want to say anything about it. Like, this stuff was documented in my onboarding information when I started the job. So it's not like y'all didn't know. And that was my premise on that. But to fast forward, February of this year, I was suspended from my job due to my endometriosis. So instead of them, again, properly showing me how to fill out grievances every time I went to the hospital from their building, they allowed me to accrue six unexcused absences. To the point, six unexcused absences is an automatic suspension. And they suspended me for, I missed my bag for six days because they didn't properly show me how I can help myself. And that's with 90% of employers in the country anyway. They're just like that. You're just a body, you just a number. They don't care about none of that. So me, the monthly, I'm here to tell y'all how y'all really can protect yourselves in the event y'all are dealing with issues like I was dealing with issues. So, as of 2010, the Equality Act was initiated where any woman who deals with any type of reproductive issues, and mainly it was put in place for the condition PMDD, premenstrual dysphoric disorder. And basically, it's a more mental phase of the disease. It's not so much physical, it's mental. You know how when it's like three, four days prior to your period and you're trying to figure out why am I so sad? Why am I crying? Why am I crying? Why am I so hungry? What? That's PMDD setting in before your cycle starts. That's exactly what it is. And what jobs don't understand, especially if you're in a line of work like I am, you're in customer service, you have to deal with people all day every day. You're dealing with people all day every day. So you coming into work sluggish and you trying to figure out Oh, my God, how am I going to deal with today, dealing with my customers, dealing with the people that I got to talk to on this phone or what have you? And I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. I'm hurting like a motherfucker. I'm sad. I'm depressed. I'm whatever the case may be. And you go to your supervisor or your manager and you tell them you have something going on. And they tell you, oh, well, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I can't do more or, you know, the BS line that they give everybody. And now you're stuck at work. You might not have the vacation or the sick time to leave, but you got to go. Your health is not wealth at work, basically is what I'm saying. So, like I said, the Equality Act was initiated in 2010 and it was put in place because PMDD is considered a disorder. It is considered a disability, like a mental disability. And your employer should accommodate you with said disorder. However, that does not happen. So these are the steps that I took to protect myself after my suspension. That way, I can't have my employer interfere with my personal health ever again. So with your employer, hopefully they have something like this in place. Please ask your employer about your insurance if insurance is offered. 
If insurance is not offered, is there a plan put in place for where I can take intermittent absences a couple of days out of the month or what have you so I can get myself together if I get sick, whether it be me leaving from work or I'm already at home and I have to call in. This is what you do. Make sure when you start a new job, in your onboarding information, whatever your personal file is that they will have on you, let them know, I have this condition. Put it out in black and white. They can't do nothing with that. They have that on paper. They have to accommodate that. Put it specifically, put it, and let them know, hey, this is what this is. If in the event you come into an issue where you get sick at work or you can't go into work and your employer is trying to go heads up and tug a war with you because they feel like, oh, we can fire you or, oh, we don't have to pay you for this day or what have you because you didn't come in, that's when you always make sure your employer has some kind of FMLA, intermittent absence, leave of absence in place. If they don't have a company or a third party that works with them on that, you put it in black and white and have it with them. I need X amount of time or X amount of days out of the month, every month because of this. Also, go to your doctor. Make them put it in black and white. Give you some copies. Take it to work. Have all that ammo on them. Because don't be a me, because I just didn't know any better. On top of, like I said, the fact my management didn't let me know, hey, this is what you have to go log in and fill out every time you get sick. Because I know a lot of people don't work in corporate America. I know y'all work at Popeye's. I know y'all work, you know what I'm saying, at Marshall's, at Ross or whatever. And some of these companies may really not have nothing like that in place. However, there are still ways that you can cover your ass. Because, like I tell y'all every episode, they don't give a damn. <laughs> they don't care. They do not care about what a woman got going on. You see what your non-justices did a couple months back? They don't give a damn. So you got to look out for you. You got to be your star player. You got to make sure you the one in check when shit like this happens. And it ain't about race or nothing like that, but my black women deal with this the worst. My Hispanic women deal with this the worst. And I love all my women and y'all know that, but y'all know that. We get the brute of all of that. And a lot of times your employer has that info and don't want to tell you and they don't think you smart enough to ask. So here's my cheat sheet, y'all. Get it in black and white. Let the employer know off top when you get hired, hey, this is what I have going on. And y'all can use that on them. PMDD is a disability. PCOS is a condition and a disability. And they can't buck none of that. But always, y'all, it is so pertinent. It is so imperative to cover yourselves, guard and govern yourselves, because they're not going to aid us in it. They want us to slip up because, again, you're just a number. That's it. You're just a number to them. And so you got to make sure you always in check. And like I said, be your own star player and make sure you looking out for you. Because at the end of the day, nobody else is really going to do that. You got to look out for you, especially at your job, because they don't give a damn. So this was just, again, my cheat sheet to give to you guys and let y'all know, hey, there is a way. Even when it is seen bleak and it's not a way. And they think you don't know one. It is one. And if your employer doesn't have insurance and stuff, get your own insurance. Ain't nothing. 
I got a homie from high school. She sells life insurance. I'll be seeing $10, $25 a month. Protect yourself so you don't have to make no GoFundMe when it's your time to go. Make sure you cover, y'all. Again, hey, look, last episode was so dope. Again, Kenya Walker, thank you again for coming through for last episode. I got so many new followers and so many new subscribers to my YouTube due to that episode. Um, ooh, baby. Um, I truly appreciate y'all. Hey, y'all, guess what? I just realized the other day we coming up on six months in a couple months. Six months of the monthly already. It has gone so fast. And, again, I just appreciate my Coochie Gang. I appreciate for everybody's love, everybody going to read the Pain Journal, everybody going to myblogger.com, everybody listening on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. I appreciate all of y'all because if it were not for y'all, I would not be able to see these, these fruits of this labor, this flourishing as it is. So, again, I appreciate y'all so much for always tapping in and loving on me like y'all do. Tune in next month. I'm back with another episode of the monthly. Y'all know where I'm at with it. Holla at your girl. See y'all next month.